Good day and welcome to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. I'm band editor Lorraine Lawson and recently I spoke with Hien Chen, founder and CEO of Prelim, one of the more recent additions to the bank automation news emerging fintech directory. Prelim automates and digitalizes the customer journey from originations to account management for commercial banking and lending. So just to start us off, can you tell us a little bit about your background as the founder and what made you start Prelim? Yeah, so on my background, I spent uh, about 13 years in banking working at uh, Goldman Sachs and Wells Fargo. Um, I started uh, and also I worked at a fintech company called Blend, previously the founding Prelim. And you know, my really transition into technology happened about seven years ago. Um, I, I spent a considerable amount of time as a banker and realized that there were a lot of, uh, I would say, in places where we can improve the customer experience. And you would have customers at the bank have a certain level of expectation, even back when I started in the early 2000s. And that expectation has increased exponentially as they are users of new technology that are customer facing, such as Uber, Lyft, uh, and even Amazon. Um, So I think for us, really realizing as bankers, we wanted to be, I would say myself, wanted to be on the right side of technology, right? We could also, we can be someone who's a user, but also we can be shaping the future of technology. And I thought it was really exciting um, to be a part of building the future out for banking technology. So your background originally, though, what you'd studied, I guess, was banking. Yeah, so I am, um, yeah, and I had been the banker and worked with customers uh, and really saw it from the lens of what are customers telling us that they want and they care about. And that gave me a really good lens as far as building product. Um, so For example, I um, was hired on a a fintech company called Blend that was trying to revolutionize the mortgage industry. Um, And my role actually was to build the the product in the way that it would work for federal guidelines, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac um, decisioning, but also it needed to be able to be repped and worn. And so we had to ask the right questions um, to build the right workflows, but also produce the right exports that way we can actually get the, those loans um, insured or even sold in the secondary market on behalf so, of our customers using it. Yeah, so it, it sounds like you got a good introduction to fintechs there. We're familiar with Blend, of course. Um, but what made you, what pain point did you see that made you want to start Prelim? It's a good question. We realized that, you know, technologies like Blend were really needed in the marketplace. Uh, and I think that the departure from what was built in the past was really customer-facing technology. Uh, much of the technology built has been geared towards the enterprise user, completing tasks in software. Uh, I think that was the first stage. And now it's really, how do you move that to the customer and, and make sure that there's transparency, but also the customers empowered to buy products online, right? And I think that's as simple as form, but on financial products, the difference is you have a qualification step, but you also have regulatory requirements you need to meet, um, but also internal risk requirements that also need to be met. So there's higher complexity than, for example, just buying something on Amazon. But to the end consumer, they want the same experience if possible, right? Or a very similar experience. And I, yeah. and I, you know, what 
what really we figured out really quickly was in the banking space, much of the offerings out there were really underserving banks. Like I think um, if you really today think about what are great examples of customer facing experiences, uh, they're usually from fintech companies, not from banks that have bought software from traditional providers. Okay, so what? Tell us a little bit about Prelim and what you do, um, and what you automate. Yeah, Prelim was founded about five years ago. Uh, we're a Y Combinator venture back company, and what the problem that we're really solving for is how do you make it possible for a customer of the bank to have a great experience when it comes to applying for a product and opening a new account or obtaining a loan. And the problem that we really want to solve for is they should be able to do that uh, using any device, but at the same time using a single unified customer experience. And the reason why that's important is we know the data for customers is of paramount importance for the bank. And the way that we help the banks understand our customers, but also make it easy for customers to work with the bank on a day-to-day basis uh, is actually really key. Okay. Um, so obviously you started out in the market, but who do you, you're, you're just sort of starting out. When did you go to, when did you go to uh, market with your product? Yeah. So we've been building the product for about five years. We, you know, we launched a few billion dollar banks about three years ago that have been on our platform. And today, you know, we support over, you know, over 10 banks uh, that are using Prelim. Many of them are billion dollar banks. And we, you know, by the end of this year, we're looking um, to continue to roll out new product and services to our current customers, but also new customers that are signing up that we haven't um, deployed yet. So do you have a mobile solution? You said across any any way the customer wants to do it. Is mobile part of your solution? Exactly. So it's it's going to work on mobile. It's going to work on tablet. It also works on desktop. It's using a responsive web design. So it, it'll work across all devices without having to download an app. Okay. That's cool. Um, so obviously, like I said, you're, you're getting started. So who do you see as your closest competitors or do, do you see that you have competitors in the space? Yeah, I think, I think there are solutions out there that are attempting to solve the problem, but from different, I would say from a different perspective. Like for, for us, where we see the competition is there are providers out there who say, hey, we're going to build you an SBA loan application, or maybe we're going to build you an account opening solution for consumer accounts. Or maybe um, we've seen providers who are even different who are saying, well, we're going to give you a tool like Salesforce and you're going to try to use Salesforce to try to build this, this customer facing application, which is really never meant to be used in that way. Um, but for Prelim, like our goal is to build a tool that's so easy to use that you don't have to write code. So that means you don't have to have engineers to be building applications all the time. Although we do have engineers um, at our banks building using Prelim, um, but also I think our goal is to build uh, a product that allows you to build any financial product or service using Prelim. That means that you don't have to buy from 20 different vendors who are just selling you one product. Um, and I think the, to tie that all together, I think our biggest challenge as well is 
we want to be able to make sure our technology is backwards compatible with the solutions you use today. So the core systems that you have in existence, but also CRM systems, um, your data warehouse or data lakes. And at the same time, we want to support the ability for you to automate um, tasks such as KYC, KYB, underwriting, pricing, using external connections to APIs that are in existence today, but also are going to come online in the next 10 years. So it sounds like integration, you do a lot of integration work? Yes, we do. And it's, it's, I would say those are table stakes of being part of banking technology. Um, I think the where we're really different is we have two things that are different. One of them is we've built an app store model where we've said, hey, we, if we've integrated with FIS, IBS, for example, you should be able to use the integration that we've already built without having to pay us and also without having to wait. Right? Of course, there's going to be customizations you're going to want to do depending on your setup for your, your, you know, your deployment for your core, but it takes away 70-80% of the waiting time and cost, whereas other providers may want to build it from scratch every time they deploy a new customer. Uh, and I think the second the difference is we are really a truly an open platform. So that means that you can actually connect to any external API, for example, without having to talk to us. Uh, we have a tool that allows you to build your own integration in a much faster, efficient way uh, that is already proven because our, you know, our billionaire bank customers are already using those tools and they can validate that it works. Is this generally the integration handled by API? Like they develop their own API or you have APIs in a toolbox or? Yeah, we actually, um, we have an, our own API that um, our customers can use, um, but we also connect to sometimes the banks actually might develop their own APIs as well. Uh, but then, and the more confusing is you also have APIs built by vendors. So for example, LexisNexis um, has their own API. And, you know, of course, all the core systems have their, their API and also are improving upon them each day. Yeah, I was going to ask you how easy it is to integrate with cores. I mean, has that been a, a challenge or is it pretty simple these days? I think the cores are doing a much better job to make the APIs much more user-friendly and, and more better documentation. Uh, so we see that improving over time. Uh, I think, but, you know, really... To be transparent, it is quite a bit of work, right? So we have invested the resources over the past five years to build these integrations. Um, so that way, in the future, it's easy for banks to use those integrations we've built. But at the same time, we're constantly adding new integration partners to our app store to make it easy for new customers to, as I mentioned earlier, to go to market quickly and to make sure that resources are used elsewhere instead of building integrations. Now, do you call Prelim a platform? We, you could consider us a platform. I mean, we, we like to think of us ourselves simply as a tool. Um, and the reason why we say it's a tool is we use it ourselves to deploy customers. Um, so we have customers who say, hey, can you just deploy us? We don't have resources to build and, and deploy. But we like to think of ourselves as a tool because we are seeing a number of banks sign up with us who they already have engineers, right? They may not have expertise as far as building customer facing applications, but they know the code and they, they can um, use Prelim just fine. And so I think that's going forward. We'd love it if, you know, customers think about us as a tool and not as yeah, necessarily something that, that they have to um, wait on us or, 
you know, use only the partial services that we build. Like we've had, for example, one bank that's a $40 billion bank use us and they've rolled out 130 different products and services using Prelim, wow. right? which is amazing. But uh, we give them all the credit because they used us as a tool. Uh, and I think the difference there is also they had uh, really no engineers involved in the product project at all because they were able to use everything that was no code. And of course, leverage our resources until they build up their team in the future. So a couple of questions. Is it difficult to create a no-code platform or low-code platform? And I, I wonder, what would a CTO or head of IT need to know about your product to prepare to run it? Like, is it cloud-based? What, what's sort of the underlying technology that they would need to know about? Yeah, as far as how difficult or easy, I think it depends on what you want the platform to do. Um, I think in the early days, as you can think about it, Salesforce is kind of a no code, but it's more low code. So you would have to actually have technical resources or consultants. Um, and, and I think that was where the challenge lies, but also, as I mentioned earlier, it's not meant for customer facing applications. So that's where the difficulty in using a tool like that is. Um, but then with Prelim, I think our biggest challenge as far as building has always been uh, to integrate with different providers, backwards compatibility has always been a challenge. All the features that we control as far as making it easy for you to build uh, workflows, but also integrate with providers that are more, I would say, um, more modern APIs, um, those we make very easy. But at the same time, it's always a challenge, right? Because if you imagine building what we build, everything we build that's customer facing also have a, has, has an enterprise facing component. So we want the employees to be able to also use Prelim to be more efficient. And so that means that everything we built has to be thought of as, you know, there has to be a mirror on the enterprise side, but also um, we also have to make sure that it is extensible enough for a bank to say, well, our engineers are gonna wanna use you versus not because it's more open and you don't restrict us, but also we they, as a CTO of a bank, the trade-off you're going to have to make is to say, well, one, am I going to buy this from a vendor that has a fully built-out product? Um, and am I going to buy it 20 different times? Or do I say, well, maybe I have my own engineering team. Can I have them build this? And if the answer is really, yes, I can have them build it, the other trade-off you have to make is, well, how long is it really going to take? And you know, can Prelim's tool get me there faster and cheaper? Right? I think that's I think that's a big decision that CTOs have to make. And so far, we've seen most most of the feedback has been it's really an easy decision to use Prelim because it's going to get me to market faster, but also it's at least one you know a, the most one tenth of the cost that it would take me. But I think the other setup that we've seen is, but banks over time, uh, as that we talked to, ninety percent of them don't have one engineer. And so what we're seeing is a movement towards people who are entering banking that have more technical backgrounds and recruiting of more technical talent. So we're going to see more engineers, more designers, more product managers go into banking. Whereas before, uh, when I you know started in early 2000s, it was really um, understanding, underwriting guidelines, sales. And so I think that skill, ship, skill set is going to shift. Yeah, what about the, the uh, I sort of, sort of, uh piled on a lot there, but what about in terms of what it needs to run? Uh, is it based in the cloud or is it on-premise? Well, with Prelim, we 
we take care of all that for you. So we run it on AWS. It's a multi-tenant architecture. Um, our database that we set up is, is also um, all done by premium. So with the customer to be able to get started, you know, I can probably deploy a customer same day, right? I think, and we come out with a box with templates that they can use to, for example, open a bank account uh, for a consumer and a business and also have their customers apply for a, a commercial loan. Uh, so that can be done same day, right? I think what takes a longer time is to understand, well, internally, we have to sell um, our stakeholders on using Prelim, but also we have to get the right compliance, um, legal, and also, I would say, business line approval to make sure what we're deploying meets their current process flow and doesn't change their risk or compliance requirements. It sounds like you've made it really easy. What's been the response in the market? Are you finding that you, and by that I mean, do you find that you appeal to a certain size bank more than others or is it across the spectrum? Where, where are you finding yourself? We have a number of banks that, you know, may, we have the smallest bank we have is two, two branches. They have less than you know, 300 million in deposits and to a large bank has over 100 billion deposits. And we, but we see the sweet spot is really banks that I would say are really, executives are bought into the vision that banking is gonna change. And most of it, it's gonna be more customer facing experiences that are remote and not always in the branch. So I think it's really finding the right management team at banks that are forward thinking, but also at the same time, want to execute um, in the next, I would say, six months to two years. Okay. I know you have raised $1.7 billion from capital capital so far. Oh, oh I'm sorry, $3.8 million to how, how much have you raised? I've got my fingers crossed yeah, here. We've raised over $3 million in funding. Okay. And so, I'm sorry, $1.7 million recently from uh, – EJF, congratulations. How we use those funds uh, in the future? Yeah, so we, you know, the reason why we worked with EJF Capital is they are an investor in banks. Uh, they actually have ownership in over a thousand banks across the country. So it gives us a good um, validation point for an investor that cares about returns at banks to invest in prelim. And also, of course, they're referring over banks that are in their portfolio to make sure that they're uh, increasing the return to, of, of capital. As far as using the, the resources that we're getting from the capital, really it is just a step in our journey. We are increasing our engineering talent, uh, product and design talent to build out more integrations, um, but really to make it even easier to use Prelim as an engineer or person who doesn't write code. Uh, at the same time, we are building out more use cases for Prelim. For example, we just rolled out a commercial real estate application that we demoed in the last webinar. Um, we, you know, a few months prior, we rolled out an SB loan application as well. So our goal is to make sure that those new products and services are templated, that we can use them out of the box uh, and you can change them as you, as you wish, but you don't have to if you don't want to. And I think that on the other side is, we believe that prelim should be used for all customer facing interactions at the bank. So that means that not only do you use it for originations, but you're going to be using it for servicing and account maintenance. So there's quite a bit of work that we have to do on our side 
to make that happen. And, and I would tell you that, um, you know, the capital will continue to be increased as far as from investors because we um, want to make sure that premium is around for the next 10 to 100 years. Um, so what have you learned? You've been in banking and you've been in fintech. What have you learned that you can share maybe with other other fintechs or banks or just either side of the fence? Yeah, you know, and to be very transparent, like I, my background was, you know, business major in college and, you know, I, I went back and got my MBA. Um, I'm not an engineer by trade. So the interesting thing is everything we built was, was me as a guinea pig. So if I can build applications being someone who's an MBA, for example, a non-technical background, um, really anyone can do it. And I think that's where the biggest learning is. But even for me, um, I think the biggest, you know, learning for me in building this company was really, we had to get the right people at the company to be able to build a product, right? And, and I think that's interesting. Most technology companies that are out there, they like to outsource their talent to other countries, which is not a knock on them. But the reason why that's always the case is it's really not a Silicon Valley you know, started company. It's a company that has maybe different parts of the country that doesn't have access to engineering talent. So now we're recruiting from top schools because we know how important it is to build it locally, but also how important it is to build a great customer experience or else our customers can try to build themselves or they might try to use another vendor. Um, so those learnings is, are really key, but also we borrowed it from, you know, our experiences like my experience working at Goldman Sachs and another previous FinTech we knew that the level of talent really mattered. And that high bar that we have, I think shines through in the product, but also over time, um, we believe that the product should be um, the best on the marketplace. And I, I would say we were getting that feedback from customers, which is good, right? They're validating it from buying. Um, and we're continuing to, to make sure that we are um, continuing to build on our lead and continue to also grow the company as well. Sounds like you can now onboard clients fairly quickly, um, unless they want customization, I suppose. Right. Our goal is you should be able to really onboard and use Prelim same day, right? And 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 that's where the departure from Prelim and other systems that are out there are tools, and we get that feedback again and again. Um, our customers' IT are really surprised, and that comes goes back to really making sure that we're thoughtful about the product in the beginning. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. Please don't hesitate to rate this podcast on your platform of choice.